Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. G'day, guys. Welcome back to what we'd normally call the Sunday sesh. Uh, at Molten Fantasy Sports, but we couldn't miss the opportunity to bring you Mad Monday, proudly sponsored by Snap Fitness in Bendigo and Epsom and our friends over at the Standard Squeeze. I'm your host, the Super Coach Brain, and I'm not riding solo. Thank fuck. Uh, my good friend and co-host is back from South Africa, back from living the dream, back from leaving me in the lurch for two and a half weeks. The Super <laughs> Coach Matrix. Welcome back, mate. How was your trip? Oh, yeah, it was sensational. I think I tried every beer in South Africa. Favorite favorite beer? Go on. Um, Carson Black Label. Car- Carson Black Label? Yeah. Okay. You and then they Carson did like Presley this Castle beer, which was a good light one too. Like a yeah, uh, nice. like a midi, sorry. Yeah, I was, there was plenty of them drunk. Beautiful. I love think, it. How I think I went to eight wineries in three days at one stage. So. Yeah, right. Did you bring anything good back? I, I heard your... Um... Uh, you got a couple of nice bottles or something back. Yeah, yeah. I went and oh, after having a win at the cast, I went and treated myself to some uh, Vatu Glen Finnich, and um, yeah, and I got this hat. Just wait, wait for it. It's reversible. Yeah, I like. How good's that? Actually, like both patterns as well, inside and out. That's that's rare for a reversible hat. Yeah, I know, I know. I had to get it, and it's Broncos colours on one side as well. So you've done really well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why it's face down today. Thought, <laughs> mate, thought, thoughts, thoughts and prayers. I'm sure you feel really sorry for me. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm shattered for you, mate. Um, you know, because my team's been doing really well this year, so I can I can understand. But um, guys, for anybody who's watching, uh, thanks for hopping on. Uh, over the next hour or so, we're going to talk through our scores from round six of NRL Supercoach, talk through all eight games, the booms, the busts, all the... Good and the bad uh, from this weekend. I tell you what, Maddie, there is some there's some banger scores, some massive scores, but there's some stinkers out there as well. Bit of a like kind of all or nothing week, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some above 1,600, and I've seen some really good players sitting around that 1,000. So, yeah, yeah. there's going to be some ups and downs. So we'll, at the end of the show, talk about our trades and our thoughts on what our trades look like coming into this week. Obviously, we both don't have Nico Hines. So uh, there's going to be some um, fi- refinancing uh, going on at Sheensy's Revival to try and fit in Nico Hines. So we'll talk about how we're going to plan to do that for round seven. And obviously, guys, if you're watching us live, drop a comment. We'll, uh, let us know what your score was for the week. How are you feeling about the week coming up? If you have any questions on trades, we'll cover them all for you as we go throughout. So leave a comment in uh, the comment section. Um, and guys, before we dive into all the content, make sure to subscribe. Uh, you can see the little button down there if you're watching us on YouTube or if it's on Facebook, follow us there too. And if you are listening to us on the audio platform, Spotify, Apple, give us a follow there as well. And lastly, you will see the unlimited group code on the screen below if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, It's 451840 and there are only 40 spots left in this league. So we're going to cut this one off at 500. So as soon as we hit 500, uh, we close this league off. That means, unfortunately, you won't go in the running to win the squeeze of the week uh, with the highest score getting a, a squeeze of the week combo pack. So you want to be in the running for that. And also yeah. a super coach champions ring uh, and an episode with us at the end of the season where you can sing some tins and talk a bit of shit and, and chat some super coach. So That's you want to be, yeah, it is absolutely. Unless you're 13, yeah. in which case you can't sink tins. Yeah, no, don't, don't sink tins. Maybe some cordial, maybe some red cordial, <laughs> keep yourself up past 9 PM. Um, could be a, make sure it's not a school night for you as well. If, if that's the case, um, mate, how did you go this weekend? Walk us through it. What'd you score? Um, 12.47, which I thought it was going to go a lot higher. I'd actually had the captain on, on deal bags and I looked Cleary. Um, I thought the Tigers would be worse. I thought Dylan Brown would be better. Alas, here we are at uh, mid 1200s before updates. Yeah, you're in a much better position than me. I finished at 11.54. Uh, I was hoping for a... But a bit more from Hopgood. Um, I mean, look, he got 53 minutes. We'll talk about him when we chat about Eels versus Tigers. But um, I was hoping for a bit more from him. I had six scores under 36 this week. So whilst I was lucky enough to captain Nathan Cleary, um, so there's 300 points right there, uh, the rest of my team did absolutely nothing for me, which was... Pretty tough. So if you didn't probably... have Cleary, you'd nearly be one of those uh, one of those players that are sitting a, around a thousand or a bit less. Hey, oh, I could be a bloodbath if if I didn't have Nathan Cleary. I mean, look, I still had some good scorers, and I'm still happy with my team. I made some good trades last week. I didn't have to boost last week, um, so I'm still in a good spot. I still like my team. I'm just uh, a little bit kind of down on the fact that these guns and the Ruben Garricks and even Karaz and those guys aren't scoring the kind of points this round that you would expect from them, um, which is why my score kind of floundered a little bit this week. But that's all right. Long game. Still 21 rounds left of NRL, so plenty of time to make our move through the origin period in the middle of the year. So, um, Guys, before we get into the games, we'll get to our sponsors over at The Standard Squeeze. The Standard Squeeze helps you pour one standard shot at a time so you know exactly how much you're drinking without any of the guesswork. No more broken glass bottles with their food-grade quality plastic. Throw your squeeze into the esky, the back of the ute, or into your back pocket. Responsible drinking with convenience. So go on, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off at checkout. So you notice I'm wearing a hat, the standard squeeze hat, obviously a big part of the podcast. Uh, Maddie's got his little reversible hat on, but as far as I'm aware, your standard squeeze stuff sitting at the office at work, isn't it? 
yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't moving there to, today or any any earlier than I needed to. Um, yeah, I think all my squeeze stuff's sitting on my desk. I'd say so. I don't, I don't blame you at all, mate. But I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to getting your hands on your four in one, which has got my beer in it at the moment. Keeps it nice and cold. Honestly, when I was, um, I was having a beer yesterday, and you know, the, the young fella has his bath at around five o'clock, and it was right in the middle of one of the games. So I just chuck my beer down. It's about half full, and. Um, go and give him a bath and kind of he has a bottle and and all that. And like an hour passes and I go back to my beer and it's actually colder, believe it or not, than, than what I left it. Um, Yeah. It quality product, the four in one. So grab yourself one of them. You can use the code molten 15 to get 15% off at checkout on the standard squeeze.com. So definitely support those that support the podcast. Let's dig in, mate. Let's dig into the first game on Thursday. I don't know how much footy you watched uh, or listened to over in South Africa. You actually, when you were telling me, you did a pretty good job to keep up to date with what was going on. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, we had a bit of downtime. The Wi-Fi was good in areas. Um, I went with some people. Actually, one of the game drives, I met this guy that um, that played Supercoach. So, um, yeah, we're sitting there watching watching black, white rhinos and things like that. And, yeah, just talking about uh, Hopgood mainly. So, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> How good you go! You go to another country that doesn't have the NRL, and you still end up talking about NRL Supercoach. That's that's uh, yeah, exactly. That dude all, all for the Logger, podcast. So. <laughs> perfect, perfect, mate. Let's move in. Storm twenty eight versus the Roosters eight. Um, so a couple of big scores in this one. Cam Munster one fourteen, reminding everybody that he's pretty much the only five eight that you can rely on this year. We were looking at the five eight stocks earlier before we hopped on, and it's an absolute shit show, isn't it? Really, when you look at that position in general even if i want to rage trade deal bags i can't there's just no one i don't, I don't know whether you need to man i mean everybody got deal bags over munster because of origin um i think everybody's looking at deal bags because they play the three major buy rounds he's a kiwi like that's that's what you're buying into you're buying into the availability not the fact that yeah. he's better than cam munster so um he will drop a lot of cash i think he's had 130 break even this week and he got 47 is that right so yeah yep. he'll drop he'll probably drop close to 80k maybe um so he'll be back mid 600s this week so for me as a as a dewey owner knowing that uh, it's unfortunate that adam dewey's uh, gone down with an acl so that that'll be the end of the year for him that's his third acl uh in his career in the same knee so prayers up for that bloke you've got to feel for guys that go down with just consecutive injuries like that um, it's got to be really tough for him. So got to, I feel for the Tigers in general. Um, yeah, like they, they look like they were just about to start playing some decent footy. And uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Storm Roosters right now, but oh, yeah, you felt for him. He knew straight away too, didn't he? He did. He did straight away. Yeah, so he, he's uh, done for the year. So uh, one less option at 5'8", but the good thing is he won't lose any cash over the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got bigger problems bringing in Nico, so I'd say Adam Dewey's just going to have to sit on the pine for me and I'm going to have to cop Katoa in my 17 next week for a week, uh, which, look, it could be worse. I'm not I'm not going to complain too much. At least I've got someone to play there. Uh, I know that people were stuck with Schuster and Katoa in their 5'8", so it could be, could be much worse. Hopefully we see Schuster line up. I mean, at least they're probably spending the money elsewhere. I'm getting 47s out of uh, out of deal bags. I probably would have taken 40 and the extra 600K, so... Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, so aside from Munster, other bigger scores in this one, Nick Meany, 96, continues to just... Put up seventy plus every week. Listening to it on the radio, I just swear the commentators just like had Meanie on repeat. Like he just sounded involved in absolutely everything. Like he was tries he, this, he was tries good. like yeah. And I think with Pappenhausen, I mean, there's footage of him running now, 
which is great. So I, I think everybody was a bit concerned. They hadn't seen any sort of training footage from Pappy at all. But to see him running around on the field's great. Um, he's still got a long way to go, though. I can't see him being back before Origins finished. He might play the last five or six rounds of the year, maybe. Um, so that means Manny gets a good two-thirds of the year at fullback. So um, is it too late to get him now, do you think? I think he's, what, past 700K now. Would you be looking elsewhere instead of him? Look, like when there was blokes like Greg Marzu and stuff out there for 590k, yes, you do start to think that it's a bit too late for Meany. Um, But, you know, the Storm just – admittedly, the Roosters didn't have Teddy, but they did just trounce the Roosters. So, yeah, if you think the Storm's going to keep going on that trajectory, um, yeah, there's merit to it. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, another guy that was the definition – of rocks and diamonds. Um, well, last year, but pretty much his whole career has been Xavier Coates with a 76. I've got a very appropriate sound drop for him. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Um, which is the perfect description of Xavier Coates and, and multiple players in the NRL this year. Uh, and we also got Elias Katoa with a 70. Do you have Katoa? No, I don't. I, um, I missed out and I think it's too late now. Yeah, I agree with you. He's one of those guys, isn't he, that I just, I, I was watching him for the first few rounds. And I'm like, yep, I want this guy. He looks good, but I just had other priorities. Uh, and then he's going to yep. be the guy that I probably don't get in all year, but I'm going to watch him and he's going to average 75 and I'm going to hate myself for not going with him. Uh, and that was Murray yeah. for me last year. Uh, so it could yeah, be for sure. So, um, busts. William Warbrick, another 16, another sub 20 score. Um, like, I mean, he had a, what, minus 40-odd break-even, so you still make 40K or something like that this week, but his money's going to dry up very quickly now with that 16 in his rolling average. So I'd say we maybe have think, one. Was it was it Hughes, Hughes being back that, um you know, Hughes pushes it to Coates' side and, you know, Munster pushes it the other way that, um yeah, so maybe it's just a play. Like if Hughes is playing, maybe Warbrick, you just don't have him in your team. So. Yeah, it's, I think it, yeah, everybody was saying they, they showed scores of Warbrick's score when Hughes was out for those two rounds and he scored, what was it, 50, 60, 70 plus, I think 80 in one game. So, yeah, yeah, that that might be a trend. Uh, speaking of Jerome Hughes, only got 37 on the weekend and his first game back from suspension. Um, Luke Geary, 25. Daniel Tupo was a guy that I've been watching. He only got 33. Um, it's I, hard. I, like I, when the Roosters are scoring points, Tupo is going to score points, but. Yeah, it sounded dismal. Yeah, it wasn't good. And and look, with Josh Adokar now going down with what looked like an, I think it was an MCL, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's uh, six to eight weeks. For, oh, no, it was a, a syndesmosis high ankle. So six to eight weeks for him. He had surgery the other day. So that pretty much rules him out for origin, which means Daniel Tupo kind of gets that left wing position by default now, doesn't he, for New South Wales. So there goes, there yeah, goes that option. Um, Joseph Sawelli, he got 37. Uh, Brandon Smith, 40. Uh, Sam Walker, 41. So all of those scores you'd probably consider to be busts. You wouldn't be overly happy with them. Is there anybody else in this game that you'd probably you'd want to talk through? Look, um, I think Butcher scored, uh, Egan scored 59. But I think it's just important to say that like nobody from the Roosters scored well. I've already got rid, rid of all my Roosters. They just weren't doing what I'd hoped. But yeah, if... If the Roosters are on, then there's some points to go around. Obviously, Sam Walker's a good scorer when the whole team's going really well. But for his price, you're just going to move heaven and earth to have Cleary. You're going to move heaven and earth to have Nico. Um, yeah, there's not much going on at the Roosters, is there? 
there isn't. Uh, I guess the two pretty popular options, or actually there's probably three here in this Storm lineup. Harry Grant, 65. You probably want more for him than what you paid for. Christian Welch, 50. Um, yeah, his minutes happy. are just hovering around that 45-minute mark. Like I would have thought that he'd be playing a bit more minutes, but maybe that ramps up a little bit through the middle of the year. He scored a lot of points. Like I was watching the score go up and like in that first, he played a 28-minute stint straight up and he was, yeah, he just scored and done a lot of work. Like they just use him so much very early in the game. So, uh, yeah, you wonder if, you know, maybe match fitness or something like that, but you'd, you'd love for him to play a few more minutes, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. I'd love 55 from him. And you'd think as the captain, he'd be he'd be putting his hand up and going, get me out there, coach, like I want to be on the field. And he probably yeah. is, to be fair. So, um, yeah, but oh, he's a hold for now. I've got way bigger problems. I've got bigger issues, <laughs> bigger things I want to fix up. So, um, mate, next game, Bulldogs and South. So, South put on a clinic against the Bulldogs, 50 to 16. Lots of points scored in this one. Uh, a lot of people putting the vice-captain on Luttrell, the 146. Yep. I saw a lot of straight captaincy for Luttrell as well. Um, so you'd be pretty happy with 146. Campbell Graham, 145. Um, Cody Walker, 132. So those guys all going massive for, for the Rabbitohs against what was a pretty ordinary Bulldog, Bulldogs lineup, seeing how kind of under strength they are. They're missing a lot of their forwards that are due to be back this week, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Kickow's due back this week and a couple of others. TPJ? I have no idea. Maybe. Um, I think that's the word this week. So keep an eye out on that Bulldogs team list tomorrow. Um, we'll go through it all with everybody anyway, so you can join us then. But yeah, plenty to talk about there with that Bulldogs lineup. Jacob Host as well. Have you seen Cast Patrol's latest uh, podcast episode? Do you follow him? <laughs> I, I've just seen snippets of it. It sounded really good. So, Jacob Host on the, on the pod and he goes and gets a try next week. And I think that's happened the last three podcast guests they've had in a row have all yeah, gone right. on and scored a try after they've been on the Cast Patrol podcast. So very, very impressive. Um, Cam Murray, I think owners would be spewing two weeks ago if they sold him because he's gone 88 and 85. Uh, yeah, and that's what we expect from from him. And that's what you paid to get at the start of the season. And, and the first three to four weeks were pretty quiet for him, but he's getting into his work now, which is no surprise. You know he was going to come good eventually, don't you? Um, yeah. Damian Cook, 73. Keon Kalamatangi, I know you brought him a couple of weeks ago. He got 71. You'd be happy with that? I'll take that after the 50 the previous week. The 109 break even um, and getting 70 probably hurt a bit. But you know what? I sacrificed that money for points this week. So you know what? It is what it is. And you're a, you're a Reed Marnie owner like myself as well with a 70. Um, considering I've got it. six scores under 36, a 70 is is God, uh, God central for me. So. Well, Honestly, given that they got pumped by 40, um, yeah, Red Money did it right. He was the only one really scoring super coach points throughout that whole game. I was watching the scores pretty closely because I had uh, like a Jacob Preston, um, I had Davey Moali, I had Reed Marnie. I had these a lot of guys in this team. So I was watching it and Reed Marnie's on 30 or 40 and everybody else in that Bulldogs team had sub 20. So he was doing yeah, right. a lot in the first half. So um, he, He's their captain now. Yeah, one of yep. him and Matt Burton. So um, yep. Reed Marnie goes out for me this week. He's he's pretty much my ticket to Nico Hines. So Tanner Boyd will go up to the hooker spot, who also hasn't been bad the last few weeks. And um, Reed Marnie is, I think, about a two hundred and two hundred and eighty, no, three hundred and eighty k, something like oh, no, three twenty k away from Nico. So I can find that cash pretty easily this week. Um, busts in this one. Josh Adokar, like we mentioned, goes out with Cindus Moses, so he'll miss two months of football. He gets a one for owners uh, as a big 
screw you on his way out and not really yeah. his fault but uh you'd be pretty unlucky to, to have him beyond. that was that was me during the ponga week yeah <laughs> yeah true um everybody probably thought this is a genius pod move i'm gonna go with josh Adokar. no one's gonna <laughs> take him and yeah no no good uh davy mawali with the 25 just plodding along he's gonna be that guy that He's not doing as bad, bad enough to get rid of him at his price, but he's just not going to make you any cash. And it's kind of frustrating it's, now, isn't he? Just a lazy super coach player. You're never going to play him. Um, he didn't make enough money to bother. You may as well just have a have enough. He's not. Made, he hasn't made enough money to either, even bother nothing out. So. <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? Um, and then uh, Hayes Perham, 20. He's been okay this year. It's probably his first yeah. or second low score of the year. And then Jacob Preston, who... Um, Got himself sinbin for a supposed hip drop. Plenty of controversy in in that one. It, it was probably the one of the softest. Of that? Yeah, that so no no match review, no no match review committee, no charge, no yep. nothing. But sinbin on the field, so that's a bit of a blunder from the referees. Um, Thirty four points for him. So I, and coming off one hundred and eight last week, you'd probably want a little bit more than that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but everybody played him, so I'm not super worried about it. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, everybody had him. Anyone that's serious about Supercoach played him this week. Um, it didn't work out. I'd much rather that than one of my pods scoring one or, or 30. So, Big time. Um, I know all about but that. But can I, can I ask you a question? Campbell Graham scored 145. He's a lot of money for Supercoach, but what does he have to do to get an orange in Jersey? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, look, the frustrating thing for me is the fact that they, they use Turbo and Latrell in the centres. So what they what they should do and what Rugby League Guru said during the week, which I completely agree with, is that they still keep Turbo and Latrell in the centres and use Campbell Graham on the right wing. Why not? I did would... you see what he did on the right wing for the Rabbitohs in the weekend? He scored three tries <laughs> in friggin' five minutes. Like, get the bloke in the team. He's the he's one of the, he's got to be one of the four best players on on an edge in New South Wales at the moment. Yep, for sure. I hope that he doesn't get picked. I can understand that as a Queenslander. Because, yeah, because <laughs> I like winning games. But, yeah, Campbell Graham would be in my team. And, look, player, maybe he is it? a play for Supercoach because when South are scoring points, he's been great this year. Yeah. Yeah, he has been, absolutely. I, I think with Campbell Graham, the big appeal for Campbell Graham isn't necessarily his scoring ability, but it's his base. Like the guy just yeah. does all the work out of his own end, and you know you're going to get 60 from him in a pretty tough centre wing position. So. So how I pick my NRL fantasy team is because I spent so much time looking at Supercoach is that base. And um, I've had him in NRL fantasy all year and he's been tremendous. Yeah, great move. That's a really good shout. Um, any other talking points in this game, mate? Not really. The Bulldogs got pumped after uh, after they've been playing some pretty good footy. I don't know, not having seen the game and only having listened to it on the radio, I'm not sure if it was due to the dogs being ordinary or Souths being fantastic. But um, you messaged me earlier in the week saying um, I saw Matty Burton got 57. He must have had a good game, and then you realised <laughs> that it, he, he scored a try in that as well, and and basically did nothing either side of it. I was, so. I'm looking for my five eight. I haven't found it yet. It's not <laughs> we're just we're just screaming out for a really good five eight this year, and Munster pretty much is the only guy. Brendan so, Wakeham. Oh, yeah, well, it looks like he'll get a pretty extended run now. But then again, don't rely on Sheens. He's doing anything logical. Um, oh. They'll probably bring Dane Laurie in at 5'8", um, which honestly could I happen. I was just about to say that. It could happen. Um, no joke. No joke. Uh, uh, Dane Laurie played a little bit of 5'8 in the trials uh, and has also trained at 5'8 multiple weeks this year. 
Uh, obviously, they just haven't used him because they've been playing musical chairs with God knows who else. I think uh, they were talking about. Oh, I won't get into it. It'll be a Tigers rant. We'll move on. Um, sorry, you're going to say I something. Just, I just, I just want to hear about goal kicking after you again. But carry on. Yeah, what was it? Forty three percent career, uh, career rate. <laughs> to be fair, Luke Brooks slaughtered his uh, his conversion, <laughs> didn't he? Oh no, it was a penalty, slaughter. wasn't it? From about forty out. Yeah, it was a really yeah, good so kick. Good. Let's quickly get to some of these comments, guys. If you're on live, say good day. Let us know what you scored last week. If you have any questions for the to, for the coming week for round seven, hit us up. We'll answer them live. Troy really likes your reversible hat. Troy Vickers, good friend of the podcast. Um, mate, you might have to go and get him a reversible hat. I reckon. I'll go back. Robbie Robbie Starr has said that his decision to hold trades was a huge failure. Marju and Hoskins could be Karaz all over again. Uh, I. I'd say Marju maybe. I don't know where the Hoskins is. Uh, I think Hosking could could be the that guy that gains you maybe 150k in a really good position, and you can upgrade him to a keeper. I don't know whether you hold, uh, but then again, he could prove us wrong. Could be uh, yeah, and could be a season. We'll have, a, we'll have a chat about some of my trades over the last couple of weeks uh, soon. But yeah, you miss some, you get some. What are you going to do? But Karaz seems like someone you can play every week, and I reckon Marju. If Newcastle go on a tough run and they're not scoring points, I don't see Marju doing anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two tries and ninety odd this week, so I'm very happy owner. Very happy. We've buyer. seen Karaz cannon cannonball back in and score points in base when they're getting pumped by forty. Marju isn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm going to clip that a little bit and just hope that you're wrong. <laughs> um, Troy scored twelve oh eight last week quality score seems like around par i would say 1200 is about par this week i think i'm a little bit behind you're a bit in front um melissa hansen's got 1194 and she's got tarpany and Hines back next week so that should improve i would assume yeah um rob's asking if your hat is from your south africa trip yes it is it is oh, is it ever uh the garrick more back in the country <laughs> uh the garrick and turbo combo hurt this week yeah it did so garrick what do you get eight and uh, Turbo got 26, I think, from memory. Yeah, so. but again, like I'm worried about the Garrick, but I'm not worried about Turbo because anyone who's serious bought in Turbo at sub 600K and you play him every week. So everybody lost those points, but yeah, Garrick hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie Starr, 900. Pretty tough week for him. Alamotti, Perham, Garrick, Taruva, Hopgood, Preston, Captain Dill Brown. So that that that's a really rough week. And you don't have rough weeks like that very often, do you? Like it's you have maybe one or two of these weeks a year. So if you're copping it really early on, you know that you're only going to improve from there. But um, a couple of changes to make this week, I'd say. But but you but you look at all those plays and they're not necessarily really bad plays. Um, no, yeah, look, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that every week. Yeah, don't go deleting the app yet, buddy. <laughs> uh, Mickey Dell is asking is 1430 is a good score not, so Mickey, not not in AFL no so in AFL Supercoach that's a pretty bad score NRL might not be too bad because he, he got 980 and that's what <laughs> uh, that's what that's what he was asking so uh, I, I was versing Mickey Dell he's a, obviously a good uh, big very big part of the Molten Fantasy Sports podcast and, and co-hosts the AFL over with Rob Kennedy so 980 NRL not his primary sport Knows his AFL back to front, but not quite so with his NRL. And he messaged me a couple of weeks ago, Mickey Dellen, and said, hey, I want to do some really spicy trades this week. I can't even remember what I told him, but I just quickly had a look at the app. I think I said get Elias and Katoa in, and Katoa's gone like 40 and 50 or something. So good for me. Um, so if he fails, I do too. He's going to probably call me out in the pod. Um, Robbie Starr's asking, Graham or Mulatalo? He already has Jesse Ramian. 
So I'm assuming Graham being Campbell Graham or Ronaldo Mulatalo. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd be going like Campbell Graham. I would be. Um, that base, I just love it in a winger, uh, whereas Mulatalo is going to be rocks or diamonds. Sharks are definitely going to – how good have they been with Nico? I'm just not sure it translates every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, I'm just looking at the um, the draw for the Rabbitohs. They've got the Dolphins coming up this week. Who look that that's not necessarily an easy matchup. We've we've been calling it an easy matchup for the first few weeks, and now it's kind of starting to become maybe a moderate uh, ma- matchup. They're winning more games than they're losing. Then they've got the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Storm rounds eight, nine, and ten. So I don't know whether I really like the uh, the draw for the Rabbitohs. Um, but it does open up round 11 Tigers, 12 para, 13, round 13 by round. They've got the Raiders and then they've got the Titans into the Dragons, 14 and 15. And then, mind you, they've got the Cowboys who have been stinking it up into the Warriors, into the Bulldogs. So from round 11, go hard on Rabbitohs players. I just don't know whether now's the right time. Yeah, fair enough. But you're probably getting him to hold him. Um at this point in the season, yeah, you're hoping that he's somebody that you can keep for that longer period. Like, I wouldn't panic if he rolls out with a 60, but I think um, Campbell Graham in a really good, in a, you know, in a losing team can score 60. Mulatalo in a losing team can score 14. So, the benefit for the Rabbitohs is that they play the round 13 major buy, that first one, whereas the yeah. Sharks don't. So, yeah. a couple of things to weigh up there. Yeah, um, I picked up Mulatalo on waivers in, uh, in drafts. So, that just shows yeah, the quality no. of that competition that we're in there. Uh, yeah. Because there's no way he should be on waivers. But <laughs> anyway, good luck to you. Uh, Troy is asking, Warbrick, Alamotti, Taruva, Camperera, who goes first? I say, oh. I'm, my, I'm saying, oh, fuck, this is tough. I, I'm going to say, yeah, so I'd say Alamotti, then Warbrick. I'd say Taruva is a season hold. I don't know whether you need to get rid of Taruva. I reckon in a good Panthers outfit, he'll score tries. Uh, he's got good base. He's shown that he's been able to keep up base with with Toa. Uh, Khan Pereira, yeah, look, he's had the brakes basically cut now on his on his cash gen with with that whatever he got, 15 or 18 or 16 or whatever it was. Um, but when Foran's back, he comes straight back into contention again and he'll probably look quite good again. I think with Foran out, that's where he suffers. And I think David Fafita yeah. is exactly the same thing. So I'd probably hold Khan Pereira for the upside and, and Alamotti would be my first one. I got rid of him last week for Marju. And then Warbrick yep. is pretty close to a sell now with Jerome Hughes back as well. Yep. Queenslander says, welcome back, Matrix. Getting a few fans. It's good. Get, actually, that might be a good thing. Let me go through my trades so that I can give you a Do bit it. more perspective on, on a few of those things. Because I've been away for three weeks, so... I've been itching to tell somebody not on Safari what what I've been up to. So, um, <laughs> throw it, throw so it round, out. Yes, yeah, so on round four, I went Teddy and Dewey to Dillbags and Walsh. Um, oh, how about you rate them? What do you What do you think? Uh, so sorry, uh, say that again. You went Te- Teddy to Walsh. Teddy to Walsh. Dewey yeah, that's a ten Dillbags. out of ten. I like yeah. the Teddy to Walsh play. That's clearly played out miraculously for you, considering Walsh has just been on a tear and Teddy's been ordinary. Did you sell him the week that he had the buy? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so you're way ahead, considering he got his 22. I think he got 60 the week before that and the buy. So he's got about 82 points in three games, whereas Walsh has scored, what, close to 300 points in three games? So Yeah, exactly. You're, um, I was feeling yeah, that's a big good win. about that one. 
Except, Except Except I went deal bags, but I tell you what, deal bags is going to score more than Dewey next week. So, um, yeah. <laughs> deal bags is probably going to score more than Dewey for the rest of the year, almost guaranteed. They've, they've suspended that market on Sportsbet. <laughs> yep. Um, and then in round five, I scored 12.95 and I went Cotter and Neokore to Kolomatangi and Tapani. Yep. Pretty good. Um, felt pretty I'm... good about it. Um, Kolomatangi didn't score very well. I felt like I was chasing points. I spent that Nico money instead of going to Nico just for the one week and it sort of backfired a little bit. But, you know, realistically, you got to be pretty happy with that. It's not uh, Tarpany's fault that uh, his wife was having a kid either. So, uh, No, it's not. But he'll be back. He'll be good. He'll uh, yep. get uh, he'll get uh, new new dad bonus unicorn points for super coach. I think that's a, ca- a category now. So I'm excited for that one. He gets yep. plus plus fifteen for that. So so good <laughs> luck to him. Um, yeah. What about the next week? Well, I spent a couple of weeks chasing points, and it didn't always work out, especially with Keon. Um, so I moved on to cash gen and boosted. Um, I got twelve forty seven. Oh, no, I've got 12.47 this week. What am I on about? Yeah. Um, but I got rid of Stags, Hopgood, and Alamotti, Tamaju, Hoskins, and um, Chance Nickel Clockstad, which worked out fantastically. All, yeah, that, that's a really good trade week for you there. All, what did CNK get? 92, Marju 92. Yeah. Uh, and who was the other one? Hoskins, 60. Hoskins got 60-odd, so, yeah. And then who'd you trade out? Hopgood, who got 35. So that's a yep. that's a big win. Stags, Alamotti got eight. Are, yeah, and Stags. And, I think Stags got thirty odd as well. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. way ahead. Hit Probably it out a couple of hundred points. At, yeah, you smashed it. Good stuff. Um, all right, quick, a few more questions, couple questions to get through real quick, and then we'll get into the rest of the games. Uh, it turns out Dewey to Dylan Brown was sideways. Uh, I mean, you probably win that trade now, considering yeah. no one can foresee what what's going to happen injury wise. But uh, for anybody who made that move, everybody else is going to be making it a week later. I think. To be honest, the, the people that didn't go this week or didn't go last week probably have a bit of an advantage cash-wise now that Dylan Brown's going to drop a ton of cash and he outscored yep. him this week, Dewey. Um, but everybody's going to be making that trade now anyway. So you're kind of on level pegging from next week, I think. I think um, I think Brown might update fairly well too. I think there was a bit missing, so... Yeah, he's usually got pretty good base too. So um, it just depends because he's the third man in tackles a lot. And they don't count that in Supercoach. They count it in Fantasy, but not Supercoach. So yeah, if he's yeah. the third man in, um, more often than not, he's not going to get those tackle points. But anyway, uh, Raymond Crane scored 11.56. That Manly game hurt him. I think it hurt a lot of us. Um, I mean, not so much for Cleary, but definitely for Turbo and Garrick. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Super Gun, 12.37, ranked 11,000. Don't know what way my rank will go. Probably hold position. Yeah, I'd guess because um, you're obviously closer up to the top. I'd I'd say probably hold, which is a good week. I think in one of these weeks where people the are getting six. Yeah, I think some of the guys scoring sixteen hundred might be like the fifty thousandth in in that sort of percentile. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot of the guys in the top ten thousand or top five thousand aren't going to have Latrells. They're going to have the Walsh Turbo combo. So like you're yeah. not going to have those really big scorers. A lot of them won't have Campbell Graham. So yeah. Um, yeah, pod moves are working at the moment for a few, but they're probably sitting fair way back. So, um, <laughs> Robbie Starr said, "Thanks, guys. Just turned off the toaster. Good stuff, mate. Just got to keep that toaster away from the bathtub, mate. And you'll be you'll be all right for another week." <laughs> um, uh, Super Gun. I need a front rower. Was thinking a Bronco who won't play Origin. Are there any? <laughs> you blokes are doing pretty no. well. I'd say they're all in contention. <laughs> Marty no. Tapo. Yeah, you maybe you don't want I him to. 
No, you. Oh, maybe when he bottoms out, you could get him over the origin period in case we look like we're going to rest a couple guys. But yeah, look, I probably wouldn't be looking at the Broncos because they're almost all going to play Oregon. They're all going to play Oregon, actually. Agreed. All right, let's let's keep moving through, guys. We will get to your questions. I promise. We'll, we'll continue to make our way through these games first, though. Cowboys twenty-two versus the Dolphins thirty-two. Um, would you call it an upset? I don't know whether I would. If you had only started watching football this year, you would think the Dolphins are really good and the Cowboys are really bad. But um, yeah, if you've watched it over the last five years, you'd be you'd be pretty gobsmacked. Even last year. You'd be gobsmacked yeah. because the Cowboys were quality last year. They're a top four team. And, and they didn't change. Year, yeah, their, their roster stayed exactly the same minus getting, what's his name in, bloody um, James Tarmel. <laughs> like yeah. that's pretty much the only move they made. Um, God knows why. But yeah, the Dolphins, are just keep, they just keep winning. The, the Wayne Bennett effect just keeps on rolling on. Hammer, Hamiso, yeah, Tabu Ifado. Goodness oh. me. Those guys scoring, like any of these guys that scored over 89, you got to be impressed with like Hammer, Asako, Gilbert, um, Jeremy Marshall, King. Um, and again, listening to this on the radio, it's just everybody just seems so involved and they're making the breaks and Jeremy Marshall King was initiating it. And um, yeah, it's a bit a bit of a funny lineup the way that um, the halves don't score very well for the Dolphins. Have you noticed a lot of their offense runs through either Tom Gilbert or Jeremy Marshall King? Oh, mm. I'd, I'd find that uh, JMK is doing a lot more this year, which I really like. Um, does that, I mean, he got 89 this week. Does that bring him into super coach contention? Is he a guy that you would consider looking at now could, can, with, with the fact that he's doing a lot more? I mean, I haven't found a lot of success in your Robsons or your Reed Marnies or like those other mid-tier guys. Hey, maybe he could be your second hooker. Yeah, don't hate it. Um, Tom Gilbert, 106 as well. Um, I, the week I was going to get him, he got 40. So I'm, I'm glad I, I dodged that. Uh, but in saying that, he probably drops a little bit of cash. Anybody who got him last week or, or this week, you'd be cheering with that 106 dual position in a really weak, tricky position at front row forward. You could definitely just plug and play him and keep him there. I don't know whether he plays Origin either. So he could he could be a guy that, honestly just becomes a front row forward season hold. So for anybody who yeah. had the balls to go with him, well done. Uh, and for anybody who had the balls that they were carrying around in a wheelbarrow and started with Jermaine Asako, you, uh, you've you won the lottery. It's probably, honestly, the guy that got away from the majority of the community at the moment. Um, I remember you in preseason. I don't know whether you were joking or not. I feel like you half were, half weren't. I wasn't. Uh, in saying I was Jermaine saying Asako could Dolphin... have been an option. Well, I, I was more saying that if the Dolphins are good, you've got your goal kicker, you've got a guy that's late 300s and he's relatively good value. Like we hadn't seen him play good footy for years, but hey, he's uh, he's putting the ball over the line. Still counts yeah, as a Bennett. line break. Wayne Bennett's reinvigorated him. So good. I mean, good luck to him. Goal kicker as well in a good team now. The Dolphins are playing good footy. So if you had Wayne the Bennett usually to go destroys with hookers as well. So Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Maybe he's evolving. Uh, who would have thought? Uh, and Hamiso Tabuifido, a lot of people sold him this week to go to Marju. I mean, look, there's a 30 point difference there, but now Hammer's re kind of re sparked his cash generation. So he'll probably go on and make another 100, 150K off the back of his 120. So for anybody who held, well done, because uh, you'll be able to hold another couple of weeks, I think, minimum. Uh, Valentine Holmes, 88. Pretty happy with that as an owner. Um, yep. 
is he still on the chopping block for you as a downgrade option though, if you need to free up cash? Because I know look we've got so many good CTWs at the moment. So so the Cowboys are bad. Um they played a good second half, but even in the first half, he was on like 20 at halftime, or I think he might've been on 30 or something going 60 minutes in like, yeah, it's just, I think Val could be a downgrade option for me this week. I think that's where I find the cash for Nico. If I'm completely honest. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, 88's great, but it was about 40 until five minutes to go where he busted through and scored that try and the Cowboys aren't looking good. So I agree with you on that. I'd, and my other options are, do I downgrade Ruben Garrick, Jacob Carraz or Greg Marju? And I don't, I don't want to downgrade any of them. Marju's still making cash. Garrick's a season hold that I can use at fullback if I really needed to. And Carraz is a base stat beast that I'm probably not going to trade all year. So yeah. I'd say Val is the only guy, unless we get guys like Warbrick or Taruva or AKP or your Alamotis or whatever, top in price, and we can downgrade from there. I just need a little bit more cash this week for Nico. So I'd say Val Val down to a guy like Sean Russell is something that I'm looking at this week. Um, and I'll explain why at the end. Uh, and Drinky, 70, has uh, kind of half yeah. brought the Cowboys back to life. I reckon they probably would have lost 32 to 6 if Drinkwater wasn't on the field. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe Drinkwater is a better look than than some of these other guys. That if the Cowboys start firing, then yeah, Drinkwater is somebody I'd look at. But oh, I hate that he lost that five eighth duel. I'd much rather play him there. Yeah, and it's such a poor position. I would, for sure. I would go to him right now if he had that five eighth duel. So yeah, yeah, I probably would as well. Tommy Chester busted with nine off the bench. I think he only played like seven minutes or something. So yeah. um, fallen Todd Todd Payton's uh, bench rotation. Another person that's fallen victim to that is uh, Jason Talmalolo getting a, a big whopping 43 minutes uh, for the Cowboys. You've got the bloke that's on $10 million or whatever it is over a 10-year contract and you're playing him 43 minutes a game. is just a disgrace. I don't know what they're doing there, but he got 32 points. Griffin Name 44 was a popular one in the front row forward this week for some unknown reason. Um, Isaiah Katoa, 34, and Conor Lemuelu, uh, 40. So those are probably the guys you'd want more from this week. But again, Katoa 34, I mean, look, that's kind of what I come to expect from him now. If he can, yeah. if I can play him next week with Dewey out and I can get 35 to 40 from him, I'm stoked. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Any other takes from this one, mate? Oh, I just hope that there's never a week where I have to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're in a good spot with Brown now, so I'm I'm a bit stuck. I'll probably have to go to Dylan Brown the week after next. I just won't have the cash to do Dylan Brown. Nico, and Nico's Nico. more important. Definitely. 
Mate, Penrith Panthers into Manly, 44 to 12. Panthers were victorious here over at Blue Bet at home. What a... Um, trouncing. What a coming out party for Dylan Edwards. I mean, it's not really a coming out party, is it? We know how good he is. He's just never really been super coach relevant up until this year. And I'll tell you what the difference is. He started to sweep both sides as a ruck now. He's playing both sides. Yep. So... We, we could see this clear as day. He was in everything the other night. Um, and him and Nathan Cleary down that right edge basically just tore Manly apart. And I'm not surprised. I called it, I think, a week early, but Kilmatua Lungy's pretty ordinary. Um, so they just they just picked him apart on that edge there. Coming from the Tigers, I mean, you're not really going to have too much hope. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say anything. I did. Um, but, yeah, so Dylan Edwards, 163. That was, I think, the top scorer of the round this round. And then Nathan Cleary, 150, a very popular captaincy option. I think he was 21% captained this week. Yep. And I think about 12 or 13% VC as well. So um, that's where all these big scores are coming from, either him or Latrell. Brian Toll, 112, comes back into relevance, doesn't he? 609,000, I think he is at the moment. It's coming off 112. He might maybe now be someone you look at, but with Origin coming up, it kind of devalues him a bit, doesn't it? He didn't do that when I owned him. No, you know what the difference is? He wore headgear. Yeah, true. It's The headgear is the 50-point upgrade there. So, Well, he wasn't scared of being concussed. So, <laughs> so maybe everyone should wear headgear this year the way that we're going. But I know that NRL physio wouldn't like that because there's no research that goes into headgear preventing head knocks. So um, I've, I've seen him getting involved in plenty of conversation on <laughs> that's, Twitter. That was a bit of a shout-out, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Scotty Sorensen, 78. Isaac Tungo, 76. So, uh, again, probably two lesser-owned guys, but still kind of relevant uh, until Liam Martin comes back for Sorensen. Sorensen then pops back to the bench and does minimal. Busts, Ruben Garrick, hurts my soul. Got an eight, HIA. Six-day turnaround for Manly as well. So, big concerns there that he might miss this he game too coming won't up. probably play next week, I reckon. So, he's got to go through concussion protocol perfectly. Um, so it's a six day concussion protocol. It wasn't a category one where it's 11 day stand down. It was only a, a normal six day. Um, but he needs to go through perfect concussion protocol to be able to play this weekend. Uh, it's hard to see him doing that. Turbo 26, uh, had a back spasm issue. I think it was, um, so he had a cortisol shot at halftime, an injection at halftime, and apparently came off at the end of the game saying that it basically wasn't hampered at all and felt really good. So I think there's hope there. And, I think there's word from Manly that have come out and said Turbo's absolutely going to be playing Friday night. There's no question about it. Um, people are starting to think, do I go from Turbo to Latrell? Do you feel like that's just reactive off one week? Yep. But watch me be wrong in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, Latrell could go on a massive run of 120 plus for the next three, four weeks, couldn't he? See, see I won't do it this week. You won't do it this week because we have bigger problems and that's the fact that we don't have Nico. Look, let's look at it another week and if Latrell keeps trending up and Turbo keeps trending down, hey, they're both quality players. It's almost a straight swap at the moment. I think maybe you're paying an extra 30 or 40k to go from Turbo to Latrell. Um, I still think and, there's too much value in Turbo. And Latrell was 890k. Like he's at a good price now for somebody that's just scored 146. His price has bottomed out now at about that 690, 700. So if you're going to yeah, get him, okay. you've got to get him now. Um, but with Origin coming up, I mean, you're going to, he's going to miss a fair bit of time through the middle of the season. So do you just look in another way? Look at a Clint Gutherson, who's going to play all three major buy rounds and played pretty well tonight. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're trying to outthink the room with stuff like that. But I yep. feel like 
all these popular trades and these guys that are going to play Origin very soon, there's going to be a lot of teams out there that aren't by planning and aren't thinking about what that middle of the season looks like that are going to be caught very, very short in about a month's time. So yeah. worth considering who's going to be playing Origin, who isn't, I think. Fair. Um, someone that won't be playing Origin, Zach Hosky. Well, if you didn't go last week, I mean, is it too late now? You reckon you could pick him up again, yeah? Well, he's he had a minus 44 break even, um, just coming off another 60. If I didn't have him, I'd wait to see what they do with um, with Liam Martin. But, yeah, Liam Martin's been out, right? Yeah, two weeks. Hamstring, yeah, cool. I think. Niggling hamstring yeah. injury. Um, said it last week on the pod. Um, I feel like what they'll do is they'll keep Hosking on the right because him and Cleary are actually linking up really nicely. And Liam Martin, because he is more versatile, he can play in the middle, he can play on either edge, they'll move him to the left edge. And if Garner comes back into this team, he'll come off the bench. Maybe he will steal minutes from Hosking. Uh, I don't know whether... I'm upset with anything less than 60 anything less than 60 minutes I would be upset about Hosking but again he's going to make enough cash over the next week or two anyway for you to then upgrade him to a keeper premium to RF so I I was actually thinking with him and Maju I'm just waiting for him to top out and move him on to somebody that I'm happy playing every week like I'll do it now while the ball's rolling while Newcastle's rolling while you know there's guys out of the Panthers lineup maybe even you know could cover that origin period but yeah, I don't see them as guys that I finished the season with. I, You know what? I, I would not be surprised if we're sitting here at the end of the year and we both still have Hosking and Marju in our team. Yeah, okay. I, I, just, I just feel like when you've got a, a centre wing that can base 40 to 45 plus, like Greg Marju, that has the attacking upside. And let, let's look at Hastings now playing both sides of the ruck. He's got Kalen Ponga to come back into this team. Like, if Kalen Ponga comes back into this team, that left edge lights up immediately. And it's already looking pretty good. So, I don't know. I, I feel like Marju could be a hold. Maybe Hosking might not be. I'd probably say if you ask me to choose two, who's going to be the season hold and who isn't, I'd say Marju is. I'd say Hosking, you probably end up just upgrading to a Cam Murray after Origin or something something along those yep. lines, maybe. Um, the only other talking point, Sunia Taruva, 32, didn't have a great game. But let me tell you, Isaac Tungo has been training at the Stephen Crichton Academy of non-passing. And I, I don't know whether Tungo passed the ball to him all night. I don't know. Did, did you get a chance to watch or listen to this one? I was listening to it, yeah. Um, I They didn't say that Tungo passed it very often. He did not at all. Oh, my God. It was uh, – um, actually, I was kind of like fading to Ruva because I didn't play him this week because I was playing AKP. But – yeah. He just got no opportunity, no ball. 32 was in base. That's it. Like just running out of his own end. Um, and Tungo just did got the ball and did not look in his outside at all. Just cut straight back in, took all the runs. So, um, yeah, he, he goes on to the uh, Stephen Crichton list of people who don't pass. So there's big concerns there for uh, Taruva outside him. But otherwise, I don't, I don't really see any other talking points in this one, mate. Do you? Look, Daly Cherry Evans top scored with 60 in a defeated Manly team. Let's just move on from there. Draft <laughs> yeah. That's it, mate. Before we do, obviously, um, sponsors of the podcast, Snap Fitness, uh, Mark Emmer and the team over in Bendigo and Epsom, we'll quickly throw over to them. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. 
All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. Before Maddie gets back, as a as a personal trainer myself, uh, I know how valuable it can be to have someone to look after your kids. And as a as a new dad, uh, I can only imagine how challenging it could be to have young kids and and just not be able to prioritize your movement or your fitness and just not be able to get to the gym. So, really good service that the guys that Mark Emma and the team over at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom provide. So go in and, and have a chat with them, and they'll look after you if you tell them the Molten Boy sent you. Now, let's move into the next game, Broncos. 14 versus the Raiders 20. This might be a good one for Maddie not to be around for the intro of it because the Broncos got bashed up in this one. Raiders absolutely bashed into smithereens. I think that was the plan all along for the Raiders uh, coming in and they were going to be really physical against this team. Um, The big kind of scoring output players in this one, the booms, Joey Rapana before he got his head sliced open by a knee from Maudi Tapao, got 89. Reese Walsh, 86. Uh, Payne Haas, 79. Selwyn Cobbo, 74. Jordan Rickey, 72. I, I guess the talking points from this one here are that Reese Walsh just continues to get points. This bloke just does not stop scoring points. I think if we look at his score, I'm going to quickly get it up real quick. I've got to find my tab and have a look. Uh, Reese Walsh, over the last few weeks, couple of hundreds, I'm pretty sure. So he's got 105, 95, 84, 99, and now 86. So I was just quoting Reese Walsh's scores there. He has not oh. scored under 84 for the season. Yeah, I knew you were going to talk about him. I just need to tissue. <laughs> do, you, do you not have him? Yeah, you do. You got him the other week. Yeah, I do you? have him. Yeah, I got yeah. him the other week. Yeah, I moved yeah. on from uh, Teddy to him, which is yeah. something I never thought I'd say. No, that's huge. He's going to get another big price rise this week and probably next week as well. He's just going to keep going. So could be 800K before you know it. Uh, and then we could we'll, be down. We'll, we'll play Origin with this form, though. It has to. Yeah, there's there's been a bit of talk around the fact that they might just still back Kalen Ponga. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why that would make sense, but there has been a little bit of chat saying that that's the way they think it'll go. That is a very Queensland thing to do, can I say? Loyalty, like, mate. Just... You guys won last year. You don't fix it if it isn't broken. Then again, yeah, yeah. Kalen Ponga's probably broken definition of broken. So um same Payne Haas 79. And that again just continues to deliver good solid performances. Selwyn Cobbo 74, Ricky 72. Like aside from those guys, I don't really see too many highly owned players. Um how'd your boy Katoni Staggs go? What do you get? 42. Yeah. Um Paddy Carrigan, 48. That's a bit disappointing for Pat Carrigan. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you can read too much into it. Like, um, I actually got a message from a bloke that plays for the Broncos, and he was saying that uh, they just played pretty ordinary on the night. It just wasn't no their good. night. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I didn't really see any busts, super coach relevant busts in, in this lineup at all. I mean, no one's really got, unless you're going with Herbie Farnworth as a bit of a pod. Um, Jared you're Croker back not. playing footy. How good's that? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good to hear. It's um, he actually played all right too. His goal kicking was a difference in this one as well. He didn't miss. Um, whereas Adam Reynolds missed a couple, I think, from memory. So yeah, yeah, and I think Katoni had to kick one because uh, Reynolds was banged up. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good shout. Um, how about Which so? Was pretty bit important. Of, bit of uh, word, bit of word around about players and a big trend this weekend about players lying down to try and get penalties. So it happened, I reckon, at least fifteen times this weekend across all eight games where players are just stay down with a tiny little hit that wasn't anything serious, and they managed to milk a penalty or whatever. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about trying to stamp it out of the game. James, did you hear what James Graham said about it on Triple M? No, no. So he, he basically said that the way they should do it is any player who lies down for more than five seconds, they should get the stretcher out on the field and it should be compulsory that they get stretched off the field to make an example of them. <laughs> uh, and I thought, this guy is speaking my language. I would love that. How good would that be? How quick would you see players stop lying down? There's no way you'd want yeah. to be stretched off from a bloody pinky to the eye or something like that. That would be hilarious. So full credit to James Graham. Love, love that take. Um. But, mate, I don't want to rub it in your face that the Broncos lost this weekend like you normally rub it into my face when the Tigers lose every week. So we can move on if no, you like. No, but, but the, it sounded like the Raiders actually played good defense as a really poor defensive side. Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, for a really good attacking side like the Broncos to only score 14 points, they must have done something pretty right. Um, so good on them. Um, I said at the start when you weren't here, I don't know whether you could hear me or not, that the Raiders actually just physically bashed the Broncos all night. They got real physical yeah. with them. Um, a few real hard hits. Um, and I, I don't know, I feel like maybe that changed the momentum of the game. I feel like the Raiders just kind of toppled them physically, um, which no team has really come out and done yet to the Broncos. Yeah, and I see Big Paps um, only scored 46. Obviously not super coach relevant. Um, but I, he sounded like he was involved in everything. Um, yeah, more of an enforcer beat up, beat type. Up our younger guys, yeah. Yeah, it played a big enforcer role, I think, and um, obviously that just doesn't have big super coach output. You don't you don't get double points for your really big hits. I wish you did. That that would make things pretty interesting. But uh, no such should, luck. Oh, oh, the spit come out of his mouth after he hit him. Uh, double points. <laughs> no, we're going to have to go to the uh, the bunker for that one just to double check that the spit actually did come out of his mouth, mate. So the hold there while bunker. we do. Yeah, that's it. Hold there while we, would, we look at 10 what different was your, What was your take? Because... Um, I went into a servo last night. I was on the way after 26 hours of travel. Anyway, I look over at the Courier Mail and it just said basically Broncos robbed, showing uh, Marty Tapau tackling uh, Rapana, if I'm correct. Is that a tackle? Uh, what do you think? Oh, it's such a tough one, isn't it? I mean, he's running, he's running through. Rapana's caught the ball and kind of done a full Tedesco and just ducked into it and tried to get to ground as quick as possible. And Tapao's just run through like a bull at a china shop and just kind of completely missed him, but need him in the head and cut him open. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's an argument there for people to just say, look, he's reckless. He's coming in and, and he's got no control over what movement he's making. So it should be a penalty. There's also people then saying that he didn't mean it and it was accidental. Um, so, uh, and I mean, the, the word coming out has been that it was accidental, but reckless. And my, so my, my argument to that is how can it be both? Yeah. Either it's accidental or it's reckless. Oh, I would argue that it's reckless, but it, you can't say then it was accidental, can you? Because reckless has intent. Um, yep. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of confusion around the definition around that one. So look, I'll say penalty. But it looked, um, it looked like it was quite low too. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, he was on so the, nearly on the ground. Fall down. He caught the ball and then tried to get to ground as quick as possible because two guys were coming in at him. Um, 
and then yeah, yeah to, to powers come straight through and because he got so low he ran into to powers ne- no, to powers knee just cut him open so yeah, okay. um yeah it, that's a tricky one i don't know i'm, I'm probably just going to say penalty i don't know how popular i will be for that one but i think that everyone's saying that you have a duty of care if you're going to be running at a player like that to not make sure that you don't fucking whack him in the head. And I kind of agree. So, yeah. Anyway, lucky I'm not in the bunker because I probably <laughs> would have come up with a pretty poor decision, just like most of theirs. So, mate, let's move on. We'll move on to the Titans versus the Dragons. 20 to 18, the Titans get up in this one. I tipped the Dragons. I thought they would have got up in this game, but Titans just come through without Foran, without Brimson. So they they came together in this one, but the Dragons were pretty woeful defensively. Philip Sammy, 112. I don't think anybody has him. Uh, Jaden Campbell getting his, one of his first opportunities with Brimson out at fullback. He scored 98. Um, now, the one I like is Toby Sexton, 95. That He looked awesome. He looked really good. He controlled the tempo of the game. He, he basically won that game for the Titans. He went by himself as well and scored the winning try. I'm, I'm a big Toby Sexton fan. I'm surprised that he has not seen any time in this in this team. Obviously, they favor Boyd and Foran. I, I understand that. But um, can the West Tigers pick up the phone, please? And and have a conversation with some of these out of favor halfbacks because bloody hell we've got no one like we're, we we're relying on a five eight to control the tempo of the game. You've got us. your own out of favor halfback. We so. do, and we're still paying him one point three a year until the end of this season. If we re-sign him again, I'm done. But anyway, that's enough. That's enough for Tigers. Benny Hunt got eighty eight, scored a try as well. I had him as an anytime try scorer this week at three dollars fifty. So he he's always a good shout, Benny Hunt. Um, David Fafita seventy six. Uh, I don't know. I was hoping for David Fafita 120 plus in this game. I thought this was the matchup that he was going to go just berserk. He just hasn't had that breakout 150 kind of game that we expect from him yet this year. Yeah, but he does just, he's been more consistent this year than he's probably ever been. So do you just take it? Like if we're talking about anyone else, we're happy with a 76. For sure. And I think the Titans have a half decent matchup or half decent draw coming up too. So they've got a few nice matchups coming up. So I think he's a hold. There's no point moving him on yet. Um, And with the upside that he has, you just, you'd be silly to trade him. Now, the one person I am, I want to ask you whether I'm crazy for looking at this bloke. Jack Bird, dual 2RF, center wing. Let me read you his scores over the, the start of the season. I'm just going to quickly get it up. Um, so his first game was round two, scored 70. Round three, scored 53. Mind you, the 70 was in 47 minutes. Uh, 53 in 80 minutes against the Broncos. 33 in 66 minutes against the Sharks. And then the Dolphins, he got 74 in 80 minutes. And then he's also just gone out and scored another 75 against the Titans. In a center, in center wing with dual eligibility, is he a, is he a guy that we we should be looking at? Because I certainly am looking at him now. Yeah, I messaged you about five weeks ago and asked you this. Did you? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, maybe I, this um, is, maybe I... this is you subliminally getting in my head. Maybe I've just <laughs> kind of suppressed it for five weeks. No, yeah. So I went and picked him up in a, in a heap of drafts because I love his jewel and um, and I loved his price. Um, yeah, we just had so many question marks about the Dragons. We didn't know. Now that the Dragons are playing some better football than we thought, I think I've got money on them to have the least amount of wins this year. Um, yeah, that was a rookie error. But, um, yeah, look, I would look at I would look at Bird. It could be a bit of a pod. And it's a pod with base. Yeah, he's 1% of teams. 1,300 teams have him. So, yeah, and good base. But the, the thing is, Jack DeBellin likely comes back into this starting lineup very soon. He only played 39 minutes on the weekend. So well, that, does that then affect you, Jack Bird? 
That's what that's what you said to me back at the uh, back at the start, actually. Oh, there you go. Uh, when I, when I was looking at him, and I thought, oh, well, he'll probably be good for a couple of weeks, and then he, then he might fall out of favour. I would just wait and see how the Jack DeBellin minutes come out. But yeah, I mean, his break even's only sixty two. He's not going to make much cash. He's not going to drop much. So you can there probably wait and many, have a look. There hasn't been too much center wing and uh, second row forward duels come out yet. Um, so yeah, his is really handy. For sure, for sure. Um, I thought Buston he might have played is, a bit of five eight at some stages, yeah. So. Yeah, I think his versatility is his biggest downfall for him as well. Like he, mm. he can just play in the centers, he can play in the second row, he can play five eight, um, and he can play lock, and he can come off the bench as a utility. So, like it, I think, yeah, his flexibility is his biggest um, Achilles maybe, heel. Maybe you're just trying to outthink the room, man. Could be. We'll see. We'll see. I will be making a couple of pod moves, I think, in the coming weeks, though, because I think this is where we start to break away from the pack. We start to see those pod moves become a little bit more effective. Uh, everybody's looking for cash gen at the moment for the first half of the season. So, um, Khan Pereira only got 16. Um, that's what you get I mean, with you him, Roxel Diamonds. Yep. Isaac yep. Farsil Maliawi got 18. So, everybody was looking at him as a basement price front row forward option. That's exactly what you're going to get from him with minimal minutes. Not surprised. I, think, I think he was just a 200k guy that's playing footy at the moment. There was nobody <laughs> else at front row forward. So. Pretty much. It's pretty dismal there. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, 15, come back down to earth after getting 70-odd last week and then 15 the week before. Yep. yep. And Ben Murdoch Masilla come back to earth after his 50-odd last week. Everybody started thinking, shit, is this bloke going to do something? And then he goes back to doing nothing again. So 27 for him. So, mate, other than that, I mean, Tanner Boyd just becoming that 40 to 50-point plotter for the season. That's sort of what I thought, didn't you? At the start of the season, I had hopes that he was going to be better than that. But um, after the first couple of rounds, you just see what kind of role he's playing. Most of his points are coming from bloody goal kicks anyway. So as long as the yep. Titans keep, uh, you know, he's an 80% goal kicker. As long as they keep scoring points, he should be okay. Um, but I've got much bigger problems. I'll just leave him as my second hooker. He'll keep me afloat while Harry Grant's out through origin and, Maybe he might end up being just that random bloke that I never trade out. You know, there's always one or two of those guys that you always <laughs> want to move out, but you just never do. He could be that guy for yep. me this year. I know you moved him a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I am going to move him to Nico this week. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because we've been both talking about get, using Boyd to make multiple trades. So he just yes. seems with that jewel, it makes it easy to make those trades at hooker and at, uh, at half. So. Yeah. Um, next game, Knights 34, Warriors 24. Plenty of points scored in this one. Adam Pompey 110. Um, Greg Marju 92. Chance Nickel Clookstar 92. So those are the two relevant ones, super coach wise. Sean Johnson again with another 85. Uh, he just continues to play like prime SJ, doesn't he? He's uh, playing some really good footy. It's good to see. Does he, at what point does he actually become relevant? Does he ever with Cleary and Hines? Probably not. He's got a minus 21 break even and he scored. Oh, here we go. So what does Siri think? Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll have to look at it. It it wasn't relevant. It was telling me about some hotel. Um, I know, but but like the, but the Warriors have scored, you know, they're playing the Knights admittedly, but they're losing footy and he's scoring 85. Like good. And he's a good player. Everybody just thought that he'd struggle this year and look, so did we. Um, I had him last year. I, I got him in last year thinking that this might happen, maybe hoping that this might happen because he just seems like such a good 
I don't know, stalwart of the game. He scored a he scored his thousandth point this week too. So. He did too. He did very sentimental of you to notice that one. Um, <laughs> the the radio commentators wouldn't stop talking about it, and I was really listening because I'd just travelled for twenty six hours. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to stay awake. He's only scored one score under sixty this year. Yeah. So uh, he's going to be six four. Actually, could be seven hundred k next week. So. Did too, He's too not, far gone. You can't. Yeah, too far gone. No. Um, who else have we got? Bradman Best, 80. Lockie Miller, 77, continues to just be Tedesco 2.0 with the way that he plays. Heaps of tackle breaks, heaps of base stats. Um, pretty potent in offense. And I think when Kalen Ponga comes back, that's only going to improve for him. And he also now has the goal kicking. So from my understanding, the reason he's goal kicking is because Jackson Hastings is still carrying that leg injury that he had for the Tigers last year that he struggled with. Yep. Um, so he's handed and, he, and his kicking's been terrible. So the hand, the kicking has been taken by Miller, which is great for his super coach prospects. So lucky um, people that owned him from day one. And Jackson Ford, another very popular buy. I think he's at 340K this week for 75 points. He's one of those guys that I feel like might have got away from me now. I, I pro- the only way that I would get the cash I need for Nico is if I downgraded for feeder to, to Ford, and I don't want to do that. So I don't want to lose Fafida. Like when there's blokes like Val Holmes that seem like rocks or diamonds and Fafida has been quite consistent still with that upside and the Cowboys have been bad. Uh, the Titans have been better than we expected. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy times, but Jackson Ford. Yeah. Only the last two guys to mention here, Wade Egan out with a concussion. He'll miss another match. I would say based on the fact that I think it was a category one again. No, it was can't a catch a break. It was a, it was a two. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's, he's had champ. two in three weeks is probably a big yeah, he's concern there. Gone, so, but... uh, and that means he'll ca- his cash is completely going to dry up now with that twenty three and that forty or whatever it was. So yeah, he's um he's done. Move him on. Um, and Jack Johns, a lot of people jumped on after his fifty odd effort at two hundred and thirty four k two RF last week. Everybody thought, oh, this guy's starting lock. I'm going to jump on him. And I mentioned on the pod, I think it might have been Tuesday or Thursday, that there's a good chance that he ends up starting off the bench before game time, and that's exactly what happens. So give myself a shout-out there. I was spot on about that one. Um, so a bit <laughs> trappish if you jumped on him there, but that's what you get for chasing a guy that gets one score above 40. Yep. Mate, Tigers Eels. Um, as a Tiger supporter, you, you I feel better take... about this. No, no, no. I'm all right about this. I, I can live with this result because – what was the score? 28-22, something like that. It's yep. first 20-odd minutes were terrible. But, I mean, look, there's plenty of positives to take if you're a Tigers supporter out of this one. I'm really going to try to be positive and, and just not buy into the, all the negative like kind of aspects of the Tigers at the moment because the media are just flooding the TV with all these things about Brooks and about now Dewey going down with an ACL. I'm sure they're going to write the Tigers off completely. And, look, they should. I understand why you are. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, I think there's some positives to take from it, and I think you're going to get some young guys like Wakeham, get some more time, which is great for the team. Um, we still have a good side. They'll come good eventually. They'll win a couple of games this year, um, but definitely a team to favour with Supercoach when it comes to, like, whenever a team's playing him, you've got to look at that matchup and consider it pretty tasty. Um, a lot of people did that with Dylan Brown, and he only got 48. So you were saying yeah. that he might get upgrades. I'd imagine everybody who had the captaincy on him would be praying for them. Yeah, I luckily didn't uh, execute that one, um, but yeah. Good move. You looped Cleary, didn't you, instead of taking the Brown captain? So... I looped Cleary. I put Tarpany in. Um, actually, somebody win. gave me a shout-out. I was going to put uh, I was going to put somebody else in and not play CNK this week. I was going to put Stefano in, sorry. 
um oh was, sorry yeah i was gonna but um yeah it didn't work out i was gonna not i got to sit stefano basically sorry nice. it's been a long day <laughs> that's all good <laughs> have we got the worst jet lag ever so we'll move through it pretty quick um <laughs> junior tupo 102 he had a great game for the tigers probably the shining light there for the tigers mitchy moses was just in everything he had the first four try assists for for the eels he finished on 102 uh, Sevo 75 with a double, Bateman 73. They were pretty much the only super coach scores above 70, really. So um, the busts, Hayes Dunster only got eight. Poor guy just barely got his hands on it, one of those games. Yep. Um, probably what you can expect from him as well. There's no huge base. So uh, Stefano only got 33. Sean Lane, I'm really happy he only got 32 because that means that there's a good chance we see his price drop once he hits that three-game mark. So he's yep. going to be a guy that a lot of people will be looking at through that origin period. Um, Parramatta Eels in general are going to be a very popular trading option uh, when we get to like round 11, 12, I think. Hopgood, 35. Um, he played 53 minutes though, so I'm not super upset. Like his PPM we know is is better than that. It was just one of those games. Um, does he Didn't become a trade? involved. Do you think, I oh, know you traded him. Does Do you think the people that held him now, do you think he becomes a trade? Yeah. I think when you need to find money for your blokes like Nico or, you know, you're looking for these upgrade options, um, I think why sit on Hopgood? He's not going to, you know, he was a fantastic cash cow, probably one of the best. Um, but coming off the bench, I don't play him many weeks. Yeah. Yeah, fair shout. Fair shout. I think, um, I don't know whether I'll trade him. I don't. I don't know. It's I, not I a like must, the extra number. It's not a must trade. I don't think you'll play Origin now. So I, I like the extra number through the middle of the year. So I might just use him as a hold, even if he does drop 100K. He's one injury away from coming straight back into that starting lineup and just going back to what he was doing. So yeah, I I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold. Yeah. Um, uh, who else have we got here? Any other talking points in this game, mate? Not really. Um, just how good... And big and strong uh, Tupo looked. Looked good, didn't he? I mean, it's just a shame that he's on a pretty poor team. He's just not really going to get too much opportunity. But, I mean, he created a lot for the Tigers uh, in this game. And it, I'll tell you what, who deserves a shout-out for the Tigers. That I mean, I think he scored 68. It's Api Coruscant. That guy's just a level above in terms of footy smarts in this Tigers team. In a team that yep. just is a, that just plays dumb football, this guy's the smartest bloke on the park by far. I think the way that he milked penalties on, around the ruck when the markers weren't square, he got repeat sets for us in our own 20. He was breaking tackles, offloads, creating a lot around the ruck. Like the guy's just so good. It's just a shame now that there's probably one other bloke that can actually match it with him, and that's John Bateman, the two guys we actually recruited this year. Everybody else yep. just looks 10 steps behind. So full credit to Appy. It's going to be interesting to see how long he can maintain uh, his sanity over at the Tigers I'd when everybody to, I'd is. I'd love to see them hit a hit a bit of form and then, like, if Bateman's scoring 70 now, like, if IPAP drops, he's got to be keeping on. I haven't even looked, but he's got to be dropping money every single yeah, week. Like, it just if they can find some form, if Wakem can get the best out of him and, you know, Dewey comes back in as a centre or a, or a fullback or whatever, they actually drop Luke Brooks. Um, there's a lot of talent there that they just need a playmaker in there. Papali will drop under 700K this week. So he had an 89 break even and he scored 48. So he'll go under <coughs> 700. 
Yeah, and he'll keep coming back. Like, I just, I would love for the Tigers to hit some form or maybe keep playing like this, where your blokes like your Batemans and your IPAPs can just be, you know, great, almost downgrade options. And then, then you start looking at them, but you can't look at a winger or anything because there's no, there's not even too much creativity out there. There is not. There is not. Anyway, let's let's tackle some of these questions before we wrap up and talk about our trades, mate. Uh, Rodders now. Hey, guys, love the pod. Thanks for your support, mate. Uh, 1088, so below average, quite a few misfires. A lot of guys have, yeah, these same players. Yep. Wade Egan, Turbo, Garrick, Alamotti, Taruva, Preston, Stefano. Oh, that's, that's tough. Um, what else have we got here? I'll try and make my way through these comments. Um, Troy asking if we could go to Munster, if you can get there. Would you do that now, knowing that we've still got a few weeks until Origin? No, I would have done it three weeks ago if I had hindsight. But, yeah, no, I'm not going there now. Just knowing that, you know, there's a chance that they rest him over Origin and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Stefanos uh, is asking, do we think Hopgood and Stefano might get updates? I don't think much. I, I didn't see enough from them in that game to to justify getting more than five points in upgrades this week. So I don't, I don't think so. Jack Murchie looked more involved than Hopgood. So. <laughs> Did he even get on the field? Jack Murchie, is that yeah, part of your joke? Two minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, Damo's asking, how do we feel about Harry Grant down to JMK? Frees up cash to get Munster in for shitster. I mean, what's... <laughs> but what's changed um, about Grant? Like, he scored a 65, and, like, that's a slow week. I... That's as luxury as a luxury trade can get, I think. I don't yeah, know. No, I don't I'd, I'd like say it. no. I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be. I'd be if, holding Harry Grant. You know, you're going to get seventy to eighty from him every week, and you need that at hooker. So, yeah. if you didn't make trades for three weeks and you've just got so many trades banked up that you can do it, hopefully Grant drops some cash. You know, you don't have to worry about the origin period. I'm not sure. I think Damo has Schuster and Katoa at five eight. So I think that's probably his thinking. Um, if anything, I would probably be looking with the jewel to downgrade a 2RF, maybe, that a 600, 500K 2RF and get in someone like Dylan Brown and then shift Schuster up to 2RF. That's probably the way I'd that, play it. That has to be the play. You need to get – you can't have Schuster and Katoa there. Um, Schuster will play every second week and Katoa's not very good. So, uh, Troy's on my Jack Bird bandwagon. Jack Bird bandwagon. That's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Um, <laughs> maybe he listened to you five <laughs> weeks ago and I just completely forgot. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got here? Tuolungi was terrible. I agree. Tuolungi sucks. He's from the Tigers. <laughs> Do not look at him. Uh, okay, I said this at preseason as well. I told you. And uh, some <laughs> people did. still started with Tuolungi. So that's, uh, that's what happens. But anyway, we've got plenty wrong this year too. I'm just going to make sure that I only bring up the things I got right. Um, what else have we got? Ray- Raymond's got a good one about uh, trading out Walsh. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that one? Latrell for Walsh. I really like it. Um, I just don't like it just yet because I feel like Walsh still has a lot to give. Um, he's got his 40 break even this week. Um, he's just come off, what was it, 80 or 90. Um, yeah, I would just wait. Um, Luttrell is going to go up in cash, yes, but so is Walsh. Let's just wait. You're getting really good scores out of Walsh. The Broncos have been fantastic. The Souths have a few hard games coming up, like you were mentioning. Um, yeah, I would just wait. Yeah, I agree. I think Walsh is still a hold. 40 break even. It'll be around the 50 mark again next week. He's probably going to go up to 750K this week. And then honestly, he 
we could see him getting close to 800k uh, if he scores another 100 next week. So I'd, I'd hold him, and Latrell needs to go big again to do that. So I, yeah, I agree with you on that one completely. Um, what's an average score do you think this week? Mister Happy is asking. Um, I would say 1200 is par this week. I was going to say 1188. It's very uh, specific of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I like it. I like it. Um, and I'm assuming that's from all the mathematics and the deep equations that you were doing in your head then in the last it's three just seconds. just from watching what question. people got on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I put the question up on my Twitter every Sunday just to see what I'm looking like, and it was looking pretty grim for me. Um, so what else have we got? Mid-1250s, mid Raymond thinks, is is uh, happy score this week. I'd agree with that. Um, all right, and everybody's getting ripping into me about this whole knee to the head thing. So we'll push on. <laughs> um, we saw. I knew that was coming. Yeah, you set me up, but that's fine. I still, I still think that's the case. But anyway, um, yeah, it is Tappany's fault that uh, his wife is having a kid. That is true. It's definitely his fault. Yep. And uh, Ryan Madison could be an option. Troy's saying, "Yep, yeah, uh, maybe." Said a couple of weeks ago that Maddo's a good shout. I don't think he plays Origin this year, so I, I actually don't mind him. Uh, Melissa is saying surely Hopgood will be good over origin. And I, I tend to agree with that. I don't think, I mean, like I said, he's one injury away, but also I don't think he plays origin. So I think having that three major buy around cover for him, it might just be worth holding for the extra number. He, he might be hop good over then, but he's going to be hop average until probably. Yeah, and then he can be hop good again for the six <laughs> toughest rounds of the year. And then he's never going to be hop God again. He will net. No, nah, he probably won't unless Madison gets injured or, or Lane goes down or, or someone. So, yeah. um, what else have we got? Who, who, so, uh, Selman's asking, who would you sell Preston or Hopgood? Hopgood. I'd sell Hopgood. Yep. Yep. Preston's still got cash to make. He's still got an 80 minute edge roll. Um, no substantial injury. He's obviously gone without charge. He's not going to miss any weeks or anything like that. So yeah, definitely hold Preston for now. And uh, would you look at trading Regan Campbell Gillard? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, he's, is he going to play origin? Mm, probably not. Doesn't I think he, he played one the, game. Uh, yeah, all the Penrith players. He hate yeah. all the Panthers players. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how many Panthers players we're going to see in this year's state of origin though. But then again, we know Freddie loves him. So. Who yeah. knows? Who well, knows? Who are they going to play? They'll still play Luai and Cleary. And... No, they'll play they'll play Hines and Cleary this year, I reckon. There's no way you yeah. can ignore Nico Hines this year. You just can't. The guy's coming off a Dally M. So Yeah, true. But New South Wales uh, might. Yeah, look, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, for, for, for New South Wales' sake, I really hope it's a Cleary-Hines yeah, but combo. They, but they weren't playing prime pappy. Like... Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Um, mate, talk to us about trades. What are you thinking? Uh, Hopgood uh, just upgraded to 48, by the way. Okay. Cool. Stefano up to 37. Dewey up to 66. What else have we got here? Madison up to 80. Uh, Dylan Brown up to 63. So there you go. So anybody with deal bags got a 15-point upgrade. So that's that's a good result. I'm actually happy with that. I'm actually happy with that. Yeah, that is a really good result, for especially for captain as you've got an extra 30 points there. So... Good little bailout. Love it. Um, trade trade talk, mate. What are you thinking for this week? So I've only got 133K in the bank, and I need Nico. Um, I need to move two of these blokes, and let me – it's a mouthful. Right. I've got Robson, Colomitangi, Reed, Fafida, Dillbags, Turbo, or Val. I need to move two of them down to turn Tanner Boyd into Nico because I essentially need to find three or 400K. 
I'm hoping to move them down to like your mid-tier guys. Like, you know, if I was moving Kalamatangi, I could get Jackson Ford or somebody that I could still play uh, more so than I'm not looking to Nuff or anything at this point. I'm not – I don't see any 200K guys that I really want. I faded the Isaac Fa'asumalai um the other week because i just want guys that are still creating a little bit of cash i still want some guys that i can play um yeah like i'm not gonna enough someone like stefano welch or taruva uh for me that's just a little bit too early um, i'm gonna have to boost for the second week in a row even after boosting last week but i knew that and i was chasing that cash generation to set myself up for further on in the year like there wasn't a way that hosking and maju and cnk were gonna lose money from here obviously having negative break-evens. Uh, so I made the play last week to try and set myself up for the future, but I'm playing a bit of catch-up with the boost this week. Yeah, okay. Fuck, you've got a bit going on there. But, um, oh, fuck. fuck, you see my hand right now. There's like you... monkey, uh, monkeys playing symbols. And it's tough, isn't it, when you've got to create that much cash, there's so many things you can do. It's just more around making sure that you're trading the guys that have the high break-even or trading the guys that aren't going to make you any more money. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, you've got so many options. My head's spinning. Like I was losing money on color. Like I, I had a chat to you during the week about Colin Matangi. Like I traded him in chasing those points. He got 48. Suddenly the break evens 109. Look, I just rode the wave. Yes, I did lose some money, but he scored 70 this week. It could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely could have been. Um, mate, my, um, I don't know whether mine's as involved, but I, I need to create 280,000 to get to Nico. So I'm going to be going read Marnie to Nico Hines and then via Tanner Boy Jewel. Yep. Stefano's on the buy and Dewey's on the buy. So at the end of the day, both of those guys aren't going to be playing this week either. They're not going to lose cash. So, I mean, I maybe need to prioritize finding cash from up elsewhere, from other positions. Um, considering I can sit on those guys for a week and not have to worry about dropping cash, whereas other positions might. So I'm I'm thinking maybe a Valentine Holmes downgrade. I don't know whether the money from Charles Nickel Clookstar is enough. He's probably been the one guy that I really like to have around that four four hundred, 450 price point, but I don't think I can reach him. Um, if I did go CNK, I'd need to then find extra cash and then boost to get Heinz. And I would really love to hold on to my boost if I can find a way, but I am prepared to do it if I if I need to to get Nico Heinz in. I think that's boost worthy. Um, so I'll play Katoa this week. I'll leave Dewey on the pine. I might go Stefano down, but there's no trading options at front row forward. There's like Nothing. nobody at any good price point that's going to free up enough cash. I mean, Tom, Tom Ali from um, the Warriors got 50 or 60, I think on the weekend, but uh, he got inflated minutes because the Warriors are missing Torhu Harris and they're missing all these Mitch Barnett. And they've got so many other players to come back in at the Warriors. So that could be a trap. Um, I don't like anyone at front row forward. So basically I'm going to have to free up and find that cash. And it might be Val Holmes to Sean Russell. Um, like I said at the start, I feel like Sean Russell could be that guy that it's not going to be a major cash generator, but he could be the guy that just slowly makes you 150 to 200K over half a season. Um, I feel like his job security is better than Hayes Dunster. Also, obviously, his base stats are better than Hayes Dunster from what we saw tonight. Yes. And uh, I feel like Sean Russell is in favor at the Eels over guys like Bailey Simonson, and clearly he's come in for Wonga Blake this week. Wonga Blake played in the New South Wales Cup, which means he's been dropped on form. So is that Sean Russell's position? Does he hold that left center position? It's a nice place to be with Dylan Brown, Sean Lane, Mike Acevo. 
I mean, there's there's worse players in the comp, and I, I like Sean Russell. He showed us what he could do last year. So, I mean, he's 360K, so he's not exactly basement price, but he got a couple of 80s before he got injured last year. So that might be the play. Val Holmes down to Russell. I get an extra number for around 13, 16, and 19, and I get a guy that could potentially make 200 plus K um, and could get good opportunity in a pretty good team. So yeah. maybe that's how I play it this week, and then I'll have extra cash left over. Because if you go the further one and do end up going like a Hayes Dunster or whatever, you're just never in a position to actually play him, are you? No, not you're going to be stuck in the same. You're going to be stuck in exactly the same AKP Warbrick scenario, which we all are a bit too. I probably play Taruva over Russell unless it was a nice matchup. But I I do love the fact that that he plays for the Eels. It looks like his job security is pretty good if Wonga Blake's been dropped and they play the buy rounds. Like I'm I'm starting to already think about what the middle of the year looks like. And I had a look and I've got, I think, three or four players that are playing Origin. I reckon I've got five or six blokes for round 13 at the moment. So I need to start thinking about getting 13 players for round round 13 at at some point. Um, Yep. 13 decent players too. That's right. Exactly. There's no point in just bringing in a plotter that's going to get you 20 points in round 13. You may as well save the trade. So, yeah. Mate, big episode. Uh, Actually, a couple of last-minute questions. Uh, Robbie Starr asks, who's the top three second rowers to finish the year this year? What are your thoughts? Quick rapid fire. What do you Uh, reckon? um, Sean Lane, uh, Fafida, Mm -hmm. and Cam Murray. Yeah, I'd say Cam Murray, Fafida. Bit of a tricky one, isn't it? I might go and say that. I might go and throw out that Josh King might be up there. I don't know. I just have a funny feeling about Josh King. Like he's playing big minutes at the Storm. Bellamy loves him. Uh, he's averaging at the moment. Where is it? I just saw it. He's averaging 71 for the season. So uh, aside from Hopgood, Hosking, Kalal Matangi, Fafid is in fourth with the 74 average. And you've got guys like Britton Nicora as well to consider. Like it's such a good position to be in this year. We've got so many good two RF options, but I'd maybe guess those three is a bit of a smoky. Yeah. Last question. I'll be looking to get, I'll be looking to get Sean Lane in as soon as he bottoms out. Like yeah, that that's 36 a good shout well. his rolling average is music to my ears. That's it. Absolutely. And Selman, last question has asked, what should he do with Garrick? Is there still a chance he would play? I'm going to say no, um, but I think Garrick is good enough that you can probably just play a Taruva or someone this week. Fair shout. I'll, oh, yeah, I'm not trading him. I think I'll just hold him on the pine and play Taruva or, or someone like that. So I'll do the same thing. Um, there is a, still a slight chance he may play, though. So it's not worth trading him out. Um, he will drop cash, but he'll make that back up too. So. Guys, that brings us to the end um, of, a, of a massive episode. We've gone through all eight games, talk trades. That'll that'll do us tonight. Um, but obviously, if you've made it all this way, thanks for, for watching all the questions coming through, guys. We really appreciate them. Um, make sure to subscribe as well and hit like at the bottom. Uh, obviously, all the subscribers mean that if you subscribe, you'll, you'll get all of these episodes basically mailed to your front door. So um, make sure to hit that subscribe button or follow us if you're listening on Spotify or Apple. We'll come to you again tomorrow night to talk all things team lists on Tin List Tuesday. Uh, Until then, you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will catch you tomorrow. Cheerio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.